You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast, and we are back today to talk about the second episode of the TV show, which was a big explodey episode. Zoe? Yes. So today's episode was uh, to win immunity for the next episode, which is going to be our first elimination. So in this one, our teams had to pick... Uh, like a little box that had a minifigure in it that represented a historical time. So they could get a Spartan, a knight, a samurai, or a Viking. I would have hated this challenge. I can work with none of those, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think I just would have been like, whatever I got, I would have been like, yep, cool, no worries. I don't think I would have had strong feelings about which one I wanted, which maybe is a good thing, because it means that you don't spend the entire Mm. episode being like, oh, I wish I had a different one. I just don't think I know enough about... Like nights you could work with, but the other three, I don't think I know enough about any of those time periods. Like I, I know like the bare minimum. Uh, to be fair, I don't think Brickman was too stressed about historical accuracy, which is a relief. That's as well. true. So they had to build a castle within the historical time that they got, and then it was destroyed with a bowling ball, which was pretty sick. Yeah, it was a cool way to do it. I think it was mm. creative, and I like that every season's been a different, mm-hmm. a different way of doing it. I just have one question before we start. Are they judged on how amazing the explosion is? Because I know Brickman always says, you know, technical ability, your story, your aesthetic. But he really seemed to be judging off like how good the explosion was. I need some answers around that. Yeah, I reckon he was. Because like, I guess that's part of how you build it. Because you're building it in a way that it'll explode good. Mm-hmm. But as we'll sort of discuss, a lot of that was out of the contestants' hands. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, let's jump right into it. Let's start with Sarah and Fleur, the cool mums who won yesterday's episode and so therefore have the platinum brick, which doesn't apply in this particular build because it's not an elimination. Mm-hmm. They drew a Spartan minifig and Fleur's husband apparently is a massive fan of Spartans. So she was kind of like, yes, we're on here. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit confused about the fact that they had a minifigure to use, but then they built a big character. Like I thought the idea was you use the minifigure. The big character looked amazing. What I liked about it at the end was they put a bunch of horses all around their area so that when the bowling ball hit it, horses went flying. And in the TV show, they were saying they couldn't really see many horses, but when we were watching it at home on our TVs, I think there were a lot of horses you could see, though it did remind me of the Summer and Iona shark debacle from last season where, similar thing, they filled up this house. Originally, they only had one shark, I think, in the house, and then Brickman said, put a few more in there. They filled up this house with sharks, and then when it blew up, We saw, like, one shark perfectly go through camera. Yeah. It was kind of a bit like those vibes. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of that. (laughs) I really liked their explosion. I thought it was, yeah, like you said, it was fun and it was super bright and the character did look really cool. I thought they did a good job. Uh, Let's jump to Gabby and Ryan who had the Viking and they built kind of a Viking fortress where they were celebrating after a war or whatever it was. Um, And they had a really interesting technique. They did brick bending, which is basically having one by twos side by side, and then it gets to a point where you're sort of able to bend it around. Yeah, it looked really cool, but I, I, I was like, I don't understand the start of the episode. I was like, I don't understand what the purpose is. I'm assuming it's not as strong, so it'll break easier. But then it sort of proved to be the opposite. They had two things. They had this big six point six sided 
star thing, which was brick bending. And the idea is that you have like a lot of tension in these bricks. And so theoretically, if a bowling ball hits them, hopefully they all just like and explode. Right. Which kind of worked. But the other thing they had was this big circular structure, which they built to be quite loose, but it was almost a bit too loose. And so when the bowling ball hit the circular structure, which wasn't brick bending, it was like normal bricks, whatever you call that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it sort of just sort of bent and absorbed the ball and didn't really explode. So Mm. they kind of had a bit of a tough go of it. But to be fair, they do have a curse on them at the moment. That's true. That's to be expected. Let's go to Amy and Darway. They had a samurai and their whole build was around a hungry dragon who's sort of trying to get into this castle. I, again, like, I liked the idea. I actually thought it was a really fun idea, but boy, did he not get it together with (laughs) with building that dragon. Yeah. So he spent most of the episodes sort of saying, oh, I'm a bit stuck mentally on how to do the dragon. I'm going to have to come back to it, going to have to come back to it. And eventually he built the dragon and it wasn't what I expected, but it was really cool. Yeah. It was like a lot brighter, I think, than I expected. It was like a bright green dragon. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. I'm just going to pause for a sec though and say, he has a Lamborghini. Yes. What is going on there? They did a little intro to Amy and Darway and they talked about how he likes spending money on fun things. And I assumed they meant Lego. And then it cut to them in a Lamborghini. I know. Bro, what are you doing? That's the most expensive thing in the world. We need to talk to him because I have questions. <laughs> I did like that they filled theirs really well. Like they had sort of lots of cool foods and, and they had sort of a lot of little stories within it. So when it exploded, there was like lots coming out, which... I thought it was cool. They did a good job. If we jump to David and Gus for a moment, mm-hmm. they were one of our strongest teams last episode. They pulled a Viking minifig and they built a little Viking village. Mm-hmm. They had a couple of narrative elements where they um, had like someone who was supposed to be a lookout and then they were like, oh no, the lookout's fallen asleep on the job and so the bowling ball's going to hit them. Yeah, I really liked the story. I, right? I thought it was a really cute story and the fact that the bell ringer actually wasn't touched when the bowling ball went through was really funny and kind of played into it. I just wished that maybe they'd used a bit more color because they sort of had this well full of blue bricks to be water and they had a chimney that sort of had fire in it. But a lot of everything else that was inside was actually kind of similar dark colors. So when it exploded, I was a bit like, what am I looking at? Yeah, they had this cool idea for like the water and fire bricks to all mix together. But the percentage of bricks in their build was maybe skewed too heavily towards the non-blue and orange bricks. Mm. And so, yeah, as you said, when it, when it blew up, it was a little hard to see that stuff. But that's so hard for them to predict anyway. Let's jump to Michael and Harrison. They had a Spartan and theirs was like a Hydra attack on a Greek temple. Not going to lie, the first thing I wrote down was what the heck is a Hydra? But as soon as they built it, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Isn't there a Hydra in Tars? Nope. Isn't there a Hydra in Hercules, the animated one? I think so, yes, yes. Yeah, Hydra, there. I know they're around from stuff. It's a thing. I like how they, at the beginning they were like, we'll go for some historical accuracy, so we have to use red, Sparta was red, and then they were like, a Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> Something they did that I thought was such a good idea was the front of their building had columns, very Greek, but they were actually filled with pieces themselves. Like, so they were sort of shaking them around like maracas. I just thought that was such a <laughs> smart way to get pieces inside. Absolutely, yeah. And they also had like a little uh, Zeus figurine, mm. which they had positioned very specifically to try and make sure that when the ball hit it, he flew up in a very specific way, which did give me vibes of the cowboy hat mm-hmm. in season two with Jackson and Alex, which I was a big fan of. Overall, pretty fun build, I think. Yeah, I think it was definitely up there for me. So Jess and Anthony got a samurai and they built a samurai dojo. I don't actually know 
what a dojo is. <clears throat> Dojo's like, as far as I know, the training sort of facility. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So theirs was interesting because they had this big tall tower, which was kind of a strange choice considering the bowling ball was being bowled flat. Yeah. But ended up working really well in their favor because it had a really fun collapse where the bottom of the build was taken out by the bowling ball and the tower sort of went like yeah so this was where i sort of started questioning if they were actually being judged on the explosion because yeah i thought oh this isn't the way to go you've got a tall skinny tower and yeah you're relying on the ball hitting it right in the middle what if it goes either side and i would have built sort of lower and wider um, but obviously everyone was really impressed with the way it collapsed and held everyone's attention. So I think they were judged on that. It's probably worth flagging at this point as well, in case, again, you missed part of the episode, that Hamish was the one bowling the bowling balls, which I don't think we said this episode yet. Either way, he was. But also, his bowling was pretty good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It was pretty good. But it did have a big effect on the explosion. The best example being Gabby and Ryan, where they actually bowled the bowling ball twice because yes. the second one was like off to the side a bit. So, yeah, it really did have an effect on, on how your explosion happened. We'll go to Jeff in Atlanta who had a night. I think this was maybe my favorite idea. So theirs was the Dark Knight secret and it was like this big strong knight secretly loves kind of pink and purple and unicorns and magic. And I just thought this was such a creative idea and this is two builds in a row now where I've been like, you guys have such a quirky way of thinking and I just want to see more of them. Yeah, this was my favorite build as well. And it was also my favorite explosion because I think I felt this in past seasons, but when the explosion is like all one color, I feel like that looks the coolest because if you have too many colors going on, it just turns into a bit of a mess maybe. Mm-hmm. But they had this thing explode and it was just a thin outer wall of dark bricks and then all these like super bright pink bricks inside. So when it exploded, it just all turned pink all of a sudden. So I thought it looked really, really cool. And lastly, Scott and Owen, who were our winners, they had a night. Look, I'm going to say off the bat, I'm confused because they had a knight, but they their whole story was around a wizard. Yeah, I guess that sort of went general medieval vibes, I, I guess. Yeah. So this is where I, I think I thought that the minifigure was, would be a bigger character in everyone's stories. I sort of thought that was the point, but it seems like it's not. I thought theirs was interesting. First of all, it's kind of the opposite of Jeff in Atlanta in that it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a wizard who has a dark secret mm-hmm. as opposed to a wholesome secret. But this did win, and I think fair play, like it did have a lot of really cool stuff going on in it. I loved that they actually kind of built the terrain to make a ramp. I thought that was really genius from them, and it really worked. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the ramp. Hashtag ramp gang in the comments if you're also a fan. Oh, wait, there's no comments. This is a podcast. Anyway, ramp was cool, and I liked that it was something that no one else did as well, so points for that. Mm-hmm. Their their explosion, I think, was also really, really good. Like, I would say it's maybe my second favorite. They had a similar thing where it was all one color really exploding, but it wasn't just one color. It was <laughs> one color of heads. So yeah. definitely points for that as well. That was pretty cool. I think after this episode, it's safe to say that there's a lot of talent in the contestants this year. And for I sure, think yeah. we're going to get some really impressive builds. It'll really be interesting to see how the teams evolve over mm. time as well. Like Trent and Josh, we barely even saw their builds the first couple of episodes last year yeah. and they ended up in the top three. So there could be one of these teams that's quietly unassuming the TV show isn't showing us too much yet that just skyrockets to the top. You never know. So our next episode is our first elimination and it's the snow globe episode, which we 
have talked about a lot. Uh, it was in the trailer a lot. So I'm very excited to see what the actual theme is and what they actually have to do. We've thrown out some theories about Christmas and Four Seasons and everything. So I'm pumped. Yeah, we'll have to see. And one build that we saw a lot of in the trailer was this little snow fox thing. Yeah. Assuming that is a team and not like an example from Brickman, I wonder which team it is. Mm. I'm going to say David and Gus. Okay. We know that Anthony likes building big characters, so could be him. Yeah, good point, could be. I think Sarah also likes, well, I think she likes building faces, but I think she's getting more into big characters as well, so it could be Sarah and Flora as well. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. That's it for this episode, talking about episode two, but we will be back to talk about the next episode, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also, tell your friends about it. You know, if you have some friends who watch the TV show, tell them about this podcast because maybe they maybe they need it in their life. Also, make sure to follow us on socials and DM us with any thoughts or questions. Our Instagram is at legomasters underscore deconstructed and our Twitter handle is lmdpod. You can also find us on Instagram, Zoe's Zoe Peck underscore and mine is parentes wagging in case you have any complaints about things I've said in this episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.